Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. This episode of Sewing Out Loud is brought to you by Makerist.com. Makerist is a platform that inspires people to get making no matter your skill level by providing patterns and ebook tutorials from independent designers from around the world. Tap into a world of knowledge and fun at Makerist.com. Stay tuned for an exclusive discount code for Sewing Out Loud listeners. Welcome to Sewing Out Loud, the official podcast of ZD Sewing Studio. Here are your hosts, ZD and Mallory. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Mallory Donahue. And I'm ZD Donahue. And today we're going to talk about hobby shaming. Yes. Yeah, this is, I think this has been a long time coming. Uh, this this episode i think it comes so. up it, well it does like every what if, I, I don't know if it's cyclical but you know every few months someone posts in the group that that they are getting flack from their uh partner from right. their Some family spousal person or... uh from a coworker, their mother their mother always, i'm always amazed when it's the mother or the father or the father says she, you spent too much on your you hobby you shame me all the time mom i don't know why you're surprised no okay. <laughs> no i i i am i'm objectively critical oh okay of course of course and you're always okay. like mallory ju- i just was putting a sleeve on something and she looked at me and she goes, are you doing that right? And I said, Mallory, do you want to teach me to sew? That's not what happened. That is and what happened. that's not hobby shaming. Okay. So what I but said was. But it was shaming. I said, it was questioning my technique said, and my, my procedure. You, she's sewing a raglan, pinning a raglan sleeve onto a bodice. I said, oh, are you pinning that? I thought maybe she was pinning like the two sleeve seams like to the same bodice piece. Like. And I said, wait, are you pinning I was. That? I was um, pinning two sleeves to the same bodice piece. I thought you were pinning one sleeve to the same bodice well, piece. Well, it won't fit if you do that. I, right. So I was just checking. I asked her if she wanted to teach me how to sew. Right. No, mom got super defensive. This is another podcast. <laughs> Being super defensive. defensive. <laughs> when def- when, when offensive, offense is taken when yes, not given. That's right. That's right. And so uh, anyway, she was like, do you want to teach me how to sew? And I, I was like, say, yes. I said, I said do you want to teach me how to I sew, said, Mallory? Yeah, that is, man, your recollection of this <laughs> is very different. No. So anyway, I said, no, no, mother, I don't. And I went and fed my baby and put him down for a nap. Okay. <laughs> Mallory's never that nice to me, so I know it didn't go that way. Um. So anyway, <laughs> I, uh, I said, oh, mom, just a minute. I just want to check. My best, your best interests are, are in my heart. And I just wanted to check real quick to see if you were sewing that right. Because, hey, for you to waste time. And I love you so much. Yeah, and I, yeah that's no. what it was about. <laughs> okay, so hobby shaming. A spouse can hobby shame you. Uh, a parent. Anyone. A coworker. Your children can. Your children oh, yeah. can act like you're taking too much time from them. And whenever a child does that, they're wrong. <laughs> Just, just about, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> just so you know. Just about, I'd say. Um, especially if they're like alive and kicking. You're like, oh, no. I, I did what I was Your children to do. suck you dry no matter how old they are. I when swear. It, Lauren Durr, who is in the group, right. she commented on somebody's post about they were talking about taking care of a child. And I think these people don't have children, but they were taking care of like a oh, nephew. An extra child. Yeah. A yeah, taking, borrowed child. Yeah. And, um, they, and, uh, well, no, it was, okay, this is all group members here. 
<laughs> I guess I hope I'm, it's okay to share this story. But Betsy said that they were taking care of her husband's nephew. Okay. She yeah. said, my husband, Matt, who's been mentioned on the podcast before. And Betsy, they don't have their own children. They don't have that's children. Right. Yeah. That's right. So, that's right. But she said he's run over a hun- or over 20 hundred-mile races and done this and this and this. The husband. Yes. Yeah. But taking care of this nephew is a whole other challenge. You know why? And, yeah. And Go ahead. Lauren says... They're like rechargeable batteries, and you are the charger. It is. <laughs> like, that's so perfect. <laughs> well, and Fred, I used to tell people. Not Fred, Fred Lauren. No, but I want oh, Fred to hear Fred. this. Oh, I want Fred. to make sure Fred okay. hears this. I used to, when I would tell people how much I enjoyed breastfeeding, and I did. I, I, it was easy for me. I loved everything about breastfeeding. I loved, right? right. The convenient, I can, you know, some people think it's a hassle. I consider it a convenience. So mm-hmm. it was just sort of my forte, and I loved it, right? Except I'm pretty sure as they were sucking out that milk, the brain cells were going right out of my head and right out of that boob into that kid's mouth. I swear they took brain cells with them. <laughs> I I definitely have a, a couple bitches about nursing, and it's that my clothing always I smell like milk. Well, all the time. that's true. Okay, let's but, get back on yeah. topic here. I love breastfeeding. But, but great. you know, we're talking about people shaming or bitching, which yes. is the same thing. Yeah. There you okay. Go. No, it's n- whatever. Well, whatever. Let's define it's hobby being shaming. Ma- it's being mean. Okay, because I I've got a little bit of like a a thing that I want to make sure and say in here. So hobby shaming, it could be someone saying you're spending too much time sewing. We're talking about sewing because it's a sewing podcast. You could talk about anything, any hobby, knitting, whatever, whatever. boating, golfing. I don't care. Right. Um. So you're spending too much time, or you've spent too much money. Right. On. Or the other thing they say is, why are you doing that? They they act like it's it's senseless or something. Sure, like the yeah. act in itself like it's stupid. is stupid. Like like why do you go do that? What do you get? For, what do you get out of that? Okay, and here's the deal. That's gonna happen to you. It's rude. I get hobby shamed, and I get paid a little bit for doing this. <laughs> yeah. I get people being like, "What are you? Oh, you sewing? That's or like no, people say." What do you mean you can make you make money and you sell sewing machines? How yeah. Do, do people still sew? Blah blah. Yeah. That I kind had of thing. someone think that I was like trying to sell them a sewing machine while I was telling them about my business, and I'm like, no, I'm just talking about like right. what I do. Give me a break, you know. <laughs> You're not my target market, is what. I'm, but anyway, uh, that hobby shaming can happen. Something else though. So were people who sew probably clothing for ourselves and other people. I think I've I've seen some shaming in the group for how much money like other hobbyists spend on certain things. Right. It's like hobby shaming from the hobbyists. Oh no, are the right, are the yes, the hobbyists shaming the other oh you spent that on that fabric or oh, why yeah. do you think you have to have a machine that costs that much uh-huh. or so you get that too. Yes. Or I would never buy a machine that much. I my family's more important to me. Hey, you don't know. Or yeah, you like, don't know where people are putting their money. No. Or well, okay. I want to talk about money here. I want to yeah. give a little bit of an economics lesson here. And I don't. Mallory almost majored in economics. I almost majored in economics. I'm not saying that I am like a you know an expert or anything. But I've read Freakonomics, so I should know a lot. There you go. But there is a fallacy going on here, and Quinn pointed this out so wonderfully. Uh, she's a friend of mine from college. She is. She works in the lingerie industry, and she's a writer. And she pointed this out so nicely. So someone was saying, "Oh my gosh, I can't imagine someone would spend a thousand dollars on a prom dress." Okay, like, and then a lot of people joined in and said, "Oh, that's so silly. I only spent this much, or I only spent this much on the fabric, or da da da." And everyone's really like patting themselves on the back for how little money they had spent. And, you know, Quinn wrote, wrote to, I'm not quoting her directly, but she said, you don't know what that person's income is. Correct. She said that $1,000 to them could be, could mean like $50 to you. Right. Or like for me, you know, I'm going to make a statement here. In high school, my parents provided me with a car and paid for my gas and insurance. Okay. Right. As long as she would go to the grocery store when I ask her, or and pick do, you stuff know, up obviously it's like contingent that. on right. like good behavior or whatever. But um, okay. We considered her job going to school. Sure. Right. 
There are other kids who went to my high school, and their parents provided them with a car and insurance and pay for their gas. Now, but, but, I feel but, hold on, yeah, I feel extremely <laughs> privileged by this and everything. But I went, I graduated from high school in two thousand seven. My car was a ninety four Ford Taurus, and the headliner was falling down <laughs> off of it, and it it ran reliably. You well, know? and it had been. It had been my seven- her sister who was seven years older than her. It had been her car when she was in high school, and then we got her a different car when she graduated from college. And then your dad drove that car as his commuter car for a while, and then you got and it. And then it's my car. Right. Okay. Now, there are other kids here at my high school, and their parents provided them with a car, and it was like a 2005 Mercedes. Ford F-150 <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, or Ford two, th- th- I, these These people who drove these huge trucks, trucks to high big school. Big trucks. We live in a... <laughs> And then this urban rural area, yeah, like kind it's, of, it, it's, it, you know, and so there's a lot of trucks and SUVs. Anyway, those are two different things. There were two different families here. There were two different income levels. Okay, um, and we both spend the amount of money that we thought was appropriate. Like you can't say that someone spending what you think is a lot of money on something is shameful because you remember that you to someone else you're spending a lot of money on something i think oh gosh that ford f1 ford f 550 was really expensive it's, it's 150 no there, what, there are five, more 50s oh, okay i mean but i am whatever. making a joke right now yeah. uh, yes <laughs> so i thought that was expensive someone else is like oh my god your parents gave you a car you're a spoiled brat you know, right. I got I got that. Everyone is different. Everyone has a different amount of money. You are rich to someone. You are poor to someone. You you can't you can't shame people like no. that. You can't arbitrarily decide what's expensive and what's not. You, you also can't decide what people should be spending their money and on. time and time on right mm-hmm. on or how much you know someone should spend for a car. And I mean, you can drive down. You you can drive down a neighborhood where, let's say, the houses cost five hundred thousand dollars. Uh huh. Okay, and you see cars in the driveway, and then you can drive down, say, a neighborhood where the houses are only a hundred thousand dollars, right? And you might see the same cars. Sure. Okay. People decide to put their money in different places. It's 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 their money. It's uh, it's their discretion. So shaming people based on your arbitrary idea of what's expensive and what's not is really unproductive. Right. Um, I was just reading a book called The Opposite of Spoiled. And it's by this guy who writes for the New York Times. And it's about how to teach, like, your kids about money, you know. Uh, Which people tend not to do, actually. And he is coming from a place, obviously, and he admits, like, I'm a very affluent, you know, like, privileged person. And he's coming from a place of teaching kids how to deal with money as a tool, blah, 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 all this stuff. And, um, you know, he talks about that. Different families are going to have different priorities. It doesn't mean it's bad if your kid's right. allowance is, like, more or less than someone else's. It There's no, like, value judgments based on that. It's how you teach your kids to use this tool. Right. You know, uh, their expectations – this is getting a little far away, but there are expectations within different like social strata and blah 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 blah. Right. And I couldn't different take, circles. I couldn't take the bus to school based on some transfer and district. She was a issues. transfer student to a different. And I can't walk to school because it's right. like fifteen miles away. <laughs> you know, uh, blah blah blah. Actually, I think it was only like seven. But go ahead. Is that right? Yeah. No, I think it's more than that. I we'll don't look think it up. So, okay. But anyway. uh, so. When you say to somebody that's really stupid that you spent ten thousand dollars on a sewing machine, right? If that's what they wanted, that's what they wanted, and, and it's, if, it's their money. And if you say to someone, "I think it's stupid that you spent one hundred fifty dollars on a sewing machine," you're just you're not creating a very welcoming environment for people. Now I know that we have said that we love the baby lock sergers. And I'd say, I've said this before, I think they are sort of objectively expensive for a serger. If you look at prices Well, of they're on the high end. Yeah, yeah. But there are also sergers that cost as much as them That's that true. I don't think it function as well. There you go. Okay, so, you know, again, you have to look into these things. You have to, you decide. Um, I had a bunch of uh, really expensive dental work done at one yeah. time, right? I had to have some teeth capped and... Anyway, 
what, the reason doesn't even matter. This is just an example, okay? But I could have bought a car. Yeah. A new car. <laughs> a really nice car. <laughs> right. With what I had to have done. And, you know, the dentist gave me three different plans. Uh-huh. You know, there was plan one, plan two, and plan three being the most expensive. And I came home to my husband and I said, I've really thought about it. And I want the Mercedes. On, in you the know, face. <laughs> I, yes. I said, I've decided I deserve teeth. And I'm more than willing to drive a used car. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you know, that was my choice. And, and I know people who have said, how much? Yeah. And I thought, well, first of all, it didn't all happen like one day. Right. You know, right. this was a process of like, you know, almost a year and a half. So I, I did get to pay for it in increments. But I wanted, I, I wanted teeth. Mm-hmm. I wanted like a functional mouth, which because of a, a medical condition I have, you know, my teeth were just breaking. Right. So, you know, what's wrong with that? Well, and there's also, there are people who could have been in your situation for whom they could have gotten the Mercedes and the Mercedes, the Mercedes oh, on the and road. They and could have been Mercedes driving a Mercedes mouth. with a Mercedes mouth. Yes. Now, I, I, you know, I often will call my teeth my mouth jewelry. There you go. Because I could have had a really nice Harry Winston necklace or, so, or maybe not a necklace, maybe earrings or Harry Winston. But, you know, that's where I decided to put my money. Uh-huh. And I earned that money. Right. You know, and I and I decided where I wanted to put it. It's so time as well. I mean, right. this is all very personal here. But when someone says my partner doesn't like it when I sew, uh-huh. I don't really know what to say there. That's a really heavy thing. Yeah, you don't want to hear what I say because it's very prejudicial. Well, and it yes. also might not be the right thing. Right. Like, could your partner not like it that you sew because you are truly like neglecting your relationship or something right, like right, I mean, right, you can right, be addicted whatever. to anything yes you know absolutely, you, true absolutely. uh but you know also i think we view sewing as something that just adds a lot of value to our lives right you know um but so if your partner really 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 doesn't like it that you do something that you like you need to talk to someone about that. Yeah, you need to investigate it. You really yes. do. You need to find out is the partner jealous? What where where is this coming from? And why would he why would this person be je- you know, I want my partner to be a happy partner. Yeah. Me too. You know, but I know that my husband runs a lot of races in the spring. Yeah. And I had to adjust. That meant he trained a lot too. Right. So I had to get decide okay this makes him really happy i don't really get it <laughs> you know it's when well, it, he's gone a lot he was gone a, well year, and and it busy. was it was really hard when you were like still in school and everything because right. then i was left with everything right you know he would go for a long weekend and no matter what i was stuck with whatever right. that weekend was and sometimes the planning it wasn't his fault or my fault sure. you know he had to sign up for this race to make sure he got in yeah. and then all of a sudden Something else would come up that was important. Well, yeah. you know, does he give up the race? Do we forfeit the money he put towards the race? You know, there were sure. there are all those kinds of things. But I certainly didn't want him at home all pissed off either. Well, and like people exist within their relationships and outside of their relationships and stuff. Like right. I don't I don't think that anyone should like not have a hobby. Right. You know, like right. I don't think there's any situation where like obviously with I have small children. It's very difficult for me to do. Well, I was going to say, if you have small children, just face it. You have to give stuff up for a while. Yeah, you don't get yeah. to do everything you want. If you decide to have children, you've decided to have children. Yeah, exactly. You know, unless unless you're in a position where you can have nannies and caretakers okay, anytime you want. This is another thing. You know, Sometimes... I was not in that position. And I didn't even... I had no grandmothers. I had we had no grandparents for our, our children. We had a group member, and I won't say her name, but yeah. she recently had a baby, and she said, "I'm just getting all this feedback from people of like, so now you'll never be able to sew again." Yeah, da, 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 and that's da. not true. Well, and she was like, "Geez, like this feels this makes me feel so nice about having a kid, you know?" Why do people do that? Though? Well, right, like predict doom. And I thought, and I have no idea what this person's right. situation is, but I thought. I can see how I could almost do every single thing that I wanted if I had like John Legend, Chrissy Teigen childcare. Right. 
know, Absolutely. they got like a night nurse when yeah. they had their baby. No, when they say, oh, those people have a nanny. No, they have three or four they or five nannies. Yes. Which ones, again, I'm not And sh- they have a chauffeur and they have this and, and that. And I'm not right. shaming anyone. I'm just saying you have to realize that there are different like levels of everything. Right. Well, and somebody also commented on her post and I loved this. They said, you can have like a baby that'll sleep and be happy some people time. have babies you could like I used to stick Hillary in the swing. Uh-huh. And she was happy to watch me sew. Yeah. I had no problems with her. You know her. who's not happy to let me do anything? Me. No. Maybe Jerome. Yes. Okay. Jerome, <laughs> Jerome is he is. He's he's needy. He's Jerome. not a me- bad baby. He's just kind of more needy no, for some he, reason. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Much needier than Zelda. So anyway, you can't predict these things. You can't judge these things. If you if it's if sewing is like truly interfering with your relationship somehow. Like, I guess you need to deal with that, but I really do think that there should be a way that you can find a space for your hobbies within your life. And Shannon... Well, nobody should be giving up everything right. for someone. Shannon Flaherty, um, she is Rare Device on Instagram, and she curates the So Queer feed. Uh-huh. And... She wrote this beautiful blog post about design, like modifying and making a shirt for her partner. And it was about like sewing and relationships. And she said, you know, me and my partner are working on this relationship that supports like our relationship together and our individual interests and, right, you know, stuff. And I was like, whoa, how intentional of a statement like do we all get into relationships and have we talked to our partners about like what we really want about it what we need right or are we like being like this is what i think a relationship should be based on like what society told me or whatever right so i mean there or what my mother and father had or whatever relationship i grew up in and you know was my mom you know the i didn't have very good model relationships yeah me neither so yeah (laughs) So, I mean, no. I mean, you know, it just... Yeah. And I didn't even know where to look for one. Well, and things change. Think about... And situations change, and the world changes. Were there sewing podcasters when you were younger? I have... No. Okay. Uh Your dad and I were talking about that the other day, about in order to learn something, we had to go to the library. Yeah. We, We could not Google it. Right. We had to physically go... You know, look it up in the library, and that's dangerous because then you see something else and you get interested in that. I mean, I could spend, you know, if I wanted to learn to, like, change a faucet, I could spend a whole day in a library because I'd get sidetracked. You could spend a whole day on Google (laughs) or on the internet. No, you can't. No, it's the same thing. Google (laughs) is the new library to me. Yeah, But, um, no, we talked about, we were talking about that we had to physically go read the book there or check it out in the library or buy a set of books that told you how, you know, where you don't have to, you know, that's how I learned wallpaper. I went to the library. Well, and so things have changed. It's how I learned to sew too. Actually. Yeah. Things have changed so much that the hobbies, what we're making, right. how we're making, how we're living, how we're dealing with things like childcare and groceries right. and Da, 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 da. Like, we're not all weaving our own cloth anymore. No. Okay. And growing all our own food anymore. I mean, I know some people do that. And I grow food. We grow food. And I have chickens. Yeah. Actually, I. I Derek. call them the freeloaders. They're Derek's chickens. When they don't lay, they're freeloaders. <laughs> so that just, I guess we've gotten a little bit off topic here, but. Maybe the hobby shaming, I think maybe this is why we've gotten Well, here. Wait, this hobby shaming has come from a place where people aren't used to seeing maybe the world working like it's working right now. And this is probably nothing new. Oh, I think we always had it. Like pre- yes, right. right. Previous generations, or uh, maybe we're you know. more maybe we're more aware that it happens to other people, <laughs> no, and not just ourselves. I'm or not something. saying it's yeah. a new phenomenon, but I'm saying that's I think why we've gotten well, into expectations. I, I think another thing is there is the shaming that comes from people you're in relationships with, like fa- familial type relationships, yeah. or people that you live with, or people that you know your life is dependent on how theirs functions along with yours. Yeah, and then there's just the casual person yes that wants to shame you that doesn't know you right nothing like nothing i have had people shame me at the fabric counter when i was buying something when you know 
everybody's waiting in line. Uh-huh. Right. Now, the, okay, they're sewists too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, they're sewing. Their cart's full of a bunch of fabric. They're not going to finish sewing up either. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know that. You right. don't have to admit it, but I know it's a fact, okay? And I have had people say, oh, why are you buying that? You know, well, a lot of times I don't know why either. Or what are you going to make out of that? Right. Oh, I hate it when they ask me that. But anyway, um. Because sometimes I don't know. I'm buying it because I like it. And I think that there is a difference in tone to being like, oh, what are you going to make right, with that? Because right. I don't know. No, there is. I've had people right. say, I don't know what I would use that for. Right. Like, right. because they are unfamiliar. Like, right. They want to know. Right. They've only made bags and right. then they see like sequined, right. well, mesh. So I have had you know. people say, oh, you know, oh, what are you going to make or whatever? And I'll, and I'll say, my daughter wants a pair of trousers right. or, you know, my daughter needs a prom dress or what, what. And, the, and I look over in their cart and their cart doesn't look like mine. Mm-hmm. It's a different kind of hair. And they're like, I would never do that. I buy the prom. <laughs> I wouldn't spend my time. Yeah. I buy a prom dress. And I want to go, I want I want to say, yeah, but my daughter's going to look fantastic and yours going to look like crap in that cheap ass palm. What are you, I mean, what's the point? You, yeah, what are you supposed what, to say? What yeah. am I supposed to say that I know I'm really stupid for sewing this prom dress? Well, you know, I mean. Let's take a little break and let's come back and let's maybe focus a little bit more on the sewing part, okay? <laughs> Mal, tell everyone more about Makerist.com. Yes, Makerist is a platform where hobbyists like you and me can find sewing, knitting, embroidery, and cutting file patterns by independent designers from around the world. Designers pay just a 15% commission on each sale with no listing fees. Great. So did Makerist think of something special for our listeners? Yes. Makerist is having a $2 pattern sale next week, March 12th through the 18th. So you'll be able to shop over 2,000 stylish, functional, and whimsical patterns for just $2 each. And they're instantly downloadable after purchase. At Makerist.com, you'll find patterns like the Llama Hobby Horse, the Ultimate Carry-All, and the Jolene Hoodie pattern and ebook. And I personally can't wait to buy the Vicky Backpack by Sue Kim. I think it's absolutely perfect for carrying a computer, diapers, and anything else I need all around town. And now through August 2018, our listeners will receive 50% off Makerist video courses. Go to Makerist.com and use the code VID50SOL. You got it. 50% off courses like the perfect tailored blazer and become a sewing expert with code VID50SOL. That's Makerist.com, code VID50SOL. Hot dog. Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. And we're back. I've told this story before. I'll just recap it right quick. Okay. Okay. About the ginger jeans and how I made my ginger jeans. Oh, yeah. I showed it's them a good at club. Story. Club, Stitcher Social, whatever. Oh, God. I had a dream that I was scheduling Stitcher Social. We don't have a store anymore. We don't have to do that. Yeah. And I was like, anyway, <laughs> moving on. So I showed them and people are like, oh, my God, you made your jeans. Like, uh, and it, people are freaking out. The how long did it take you? Big in, thing. I bet four people said, how long did it take? Oh, yeah. How did you spend? How did you get them to fit? How long did that take? And people, I want to say, it's not like I don't welcome questions, but some of the tone here was not delightfully curious. Well, and, more, okay. and, and it was, I think there were a few people that said, 
I can buy a pair of pants. There was the tone, okay? And I, you know, I hate to bring this up, but pretty much the people that said that were quilters. Yes. And I wanted to look at them and say, well, I can buy a bedspread. Sure. But, I mean, I didn't really want to say it, but I wanted to point it out to them. And You can buy anything these days. Like, obviously, the quilt those people are making... Is not available in the store, right? <laughs> right? And not. neither are those jeans. And neither are the jeans. And so we don't want to get into like I. Part of this story includes another thing about quilting. Right. We're not creating like a quilting versus garment sewer. But thing but here. but the quilting explanation came up in it. Yeah, it was yes. perfect. So I showed the jeans, and then I think there were two or three women who were making this really complicated quilt. Right. And they were showing, like, we're going to do this block a month. And oh my god, it was like. Oh, it was. It so had to involved. be. It had to have like forty five thousand, like, you know, pieces to it. And all the blocks were different, and right. And like, you know, I don't. I'm not going to make it. But it was gorgeous. It was, no, it was. And it was going to be so. It cool. was very intricate. And it was a huge time commitment, right? Yes. And oh I, no, and like, a committee was working on it, not one person. Right. It was. Right. It was several people. So, I knew one of these people really well, and I said, you know, Jeannie's going to spend. Years made this quilt. <laughs> well, it had already, but we, yeah. we were seeing it in an unfinished um, right stage, stage, and it was not finished yet, and, and they'd I, already been working on it over, like, six months or something. Yeah, and I said, and I spent, I was, like, being generous and saying I spent, like, 15 hours on these jeans, and I said, we all spend our time on what we want to spend our time on. Right. And you know what? That offering the ginger jeans class, it was one of the most enthusiastically yes. embraced classes that we had given. Right. And I just think that that's really interesting. There was such a strong response. And clearly there were people running to make their pants. And then there were people who were like angry that I'd made my pants, you know, <laughs> at, at the same time. But yeah, I would never. And I, you know what? I don't have to make my pants to be as good as you. No. I don't have to be jealous of you because you make your pants and yeah. I don't. When's the last time you made a pair of jeans for yourself, Mom? Well, let's talk about the last time I wore a pair. Well, right, exactly. Yeah. No, it, it's been decades. No, and probably. mom, mom doesn't yeah. wear a lot of jeans and da da da. So it's not like not you're anymore. like, oh, I've I've reached the pinnacle of garment sewing or the pinnacle of quilting. I am better. Da da da. Stacy was in here the other day making leggings. Well, and Stacy brought something up too, yeah. and she said something. She goes, "So do you make leggings because it's cheap? Wait, is it?" She, no, it's not cheaper. Isn't it she easier said, to just she buy goes, a pair yeah. of leggings? And I said, no. well, not a pair to fit. And she goes, well, that's right. Yeah. And then she had on a T-shirt, I believe, I think it was from, like, Target. I, I don't. I, no, I, had, I think it was, like, a school T-shirt. You know, it was, like, a. No, no, no. There was nothing on it. It, oh. did, it was plain, and it had, like, a flowy bottom Different to day. It. Okay. Yeah, I think you were, that, you're <laughs> oh, thinking oh, about oh, Friday. Yeah, I'm yeah. thinking about Thursday. Yes. And. She said, but, you know, like, I really like this T-shirt. And I said, and you paid less than $10 for it. And she said, yeah, I, I paid less than $10 for it. I uh, said, okay. I said, and you only want it to last $10 worth, right? Well, and you're happy with it, right? Yeah. And she says, you're right. It's kind of thin. I said, right. But do you like it? She goes, yeah, I like it for what it is. And I said, absolutely. Great. I said, and I can make a T-shirt that's a $100 T-shirt for $20. Right, there you but go. I can't make... A $7 t-shirt any cheaper than the store. That's right. Okay. So I might make my $100 t-shirt for $20 and that makes me happy. She, and she said, now I get it. Yes. Yeah. So, and I and I also said sewing's about fun, which is part of this hobby shaming thing. And, what if you... Make, and the uniqueness of it. What if you... Let's talk about this thing. What if you spend a whole bunch of time on something and you've screwed it up? And it's not wearable or maybe not the most proud of it or something. Hide it. Well, <laughs> I'm saying you still enjoyed the learning process. The process. You're going to make mistakes. Sewing is also about having fun. Hopefully you got smarter. This is about the time. And yeah, I I do not have a 100% self-sewn wardrobe. And I also don't like to like brag that – I don't like that kind of bragging where you put like some kind of artificial – gold medal up like this is the best i'm all about bragging about your accomplishments like if you're like this was my goal and i did it i'm gonna feel free to compliment you right right you know but when it's like i have 100 percent self-sewn wardrobe this is the only time when someone can be happy you know or i finished the shirt perfectly this is the only time someone can be happy no you can be happy if you got to spend time in your sewing room 
sewing the cuff on incorrectly five times, okay? You can be happy about that. You can be happy about that time spent in there. Uh, well, and maybe happy is the wrong word. You could be satisfied. Yes, that's that's. I good. mean, because when we sew it on wrong, we're not jumping up and down happy. But we can be satisfied that we learned something in that process. Yes, um, and you should be. You should give yourself props for that. Don't only give yourself props for the perfect things. Right. You learned something. Uh, like Mom said, throw it away. I've thrown a lot of stuff away in my well, day, right? There used to be a thing that I did with the kids, too, especially when they were, like, teenagers, and I'd make them a garment or something, and there might be, like, a mistake in it. Mm-hmm. And I would say, uh, see if you can find the mistake. Because yeah. sometimes they couldn't, sometimes they couldn't. And it was funny. Well, and a lot of times when I was making costumes for groups they were in, they got the prototype. Uh-huh. That wasn't right, perfect. Right, that wasn't perfect. So my children got the worst costume. <laughs> okay, so yeah. I guess I just want to I want to really address this. I think I tried to address it before the message break a little bit, and we got off on a good tangent and everything. But don't shame other sewers for their equipment choice, for their fabric choice. And I'm talking about style, and I'm talking about money or color okay i think people do this thing about machines and we had a conversation about this one time we used to sell sewing machines we used to be a sewing machine dealer and if you go into an independent dealer oftentimes you'll find the high end of these brands and they can be like fifteen thousand dollars okay uh that's a lot of money to a lot of people it's a lot of money to us you yes. know, um, and so I would hear some people be like, oh, well, I don't need that machine or why would you spend that on that? And they were sewing, too. And generally, we knew these people who bought these machines from us very well. Right. Because they had built up trust in us enough to. Right. Spend we, we had a relationship. Kind of money with us. Right. You know, and a lot of these women, they'd worked all their lives. Generally, they were older, okay? Yes. This is in our store. It's not all the time, okay? Generally, they were older. They'd worked when all their lives. When she says older, they've worked for 20 or 30 years. Right. They Or they'd raised children or mm-hmm. whatever. Well, anyway, that's work. Yes. Yes, exactly. They had, you know, they had worked hard. They, and now. They had probably sacrificed if they'd had a family or if sure. they'd had a job. that They, they didn't get everything they wanted you know, all the time or during maybe, those years. Or maybe they had. Who yeah, cares? who knows? Okay. Right. But they had, obviously, you know, this money to spend on this, and this is what they chose to spend it on. Right. Okay. And we had somebody be like, well, I don't, like, feel sorry for those people because they get an expensive sewing machine. I'm like, it's not about feeling sorry for someone. It's about being respectful of someone's choices and not being rude about it. Like, so anybody who buys a $15,000 sewing machine is automatically, like, a snooty. Yeah you know, person. Arrogant in your, in your view. Right. Or something. Like, uh, actually, we had people that we knew didn't have a lot of money that bought those sewing machines. Sure. It was what they wanted. They saved for it. They pinched pennies and it was what made them happy. Right. And they might not have bought themselves a piece of clothing, you know, for two years in order to get, and that's what, and they got that sewing machine and they were happy as they could be. I knew people who were like, I'm going to work for two extra years yeah. so I can buy. Right. This right, the or destiny, people who the worked whatever. overtime or yeah. whatever. So or, I don't know. Uh, you know, we had a lot of people too that said, "My mother died and left me a little money, and I'm going to get what I want for myself." There you go. You know, so we had that happen too. And I'm not saying like, oh, these are everyone who buys an expensive sewing machine is like perfect or or something. No. But you don't get to to shame people. Well, you don't get to shame people for buying less than the most expensive sewing machine either. Yes. Or when someone comes in and they're driving their Mercedes, right. you cannot assume that they're the person that wants to own the most expensive well, sewing machine. I guess what I'm saying is, yeah. you know, someone said, I don't feel sorry for those people in their like gilded castles. And I was like, whoa, like yeah. you are making a lot of judgments about this right. person based on a sewing machine. And I don't like it, especially when someone, I think that this gets unfairly done, people judge women for spending on their hobbies more than they judge men. Oh, yeah. And we'd get, I mean, I'm not even going into like all the sexist men who would come in and comment on our sewing machine prices. Let's just, 
let's try to better ourselves. Or tell us how they might let their wife buy that. Yeah. Let's let's just try mm-hmm. and talk to our community and better it versus trying to reach the unreachable. I believe that those people are not listening to this podcast. <laughs> but, you know, it can start with us. It yeah. can start with the people who are sewing and not being rude to each other about what you're buying or, you know – saying my prom dress that I made my daughter is better because I got cheaper fabric or <laughs> I got more expensive fabric. Right. Just quit it, you know? Yeah. I don't think it's productive. For well, us to I, again, I think what you that. said before, it's the process. Yeah. If you enjoyed doing this, if this is what you wanted to do, mm-hmm. hallelujah. Right. Well, you know, I think we, we brought this up before when Jane asked if she could make your ring bears pillow and she said, would I be mad? Yeah, if would, would ZDB be mad? Yeah. Right. And it is not my goal in life to make everything in the whole world for everyone. Right. Like, I, it's like, I don't have to be the only one that makes something for my daughter's wedding. Boy, do people think that's our goal sometimes. And it's not. It is not my goal. My goal is, in fact, sometimes I'd rather be sewing what I wanted to sew instead of what that daughter wanted sure. me to sew. <laughs> uh, yeah, that happens sometimes. Yep. Yes. Yep. So, Yeah. If you have experienced hobby shaming or have you ever experienced yourself having thoughts right. of hobby shaming someone else, I'd love to hear about it. Because I know that, like like I said, it's crossed my mind too. I've been like, oh, I wish I could do that. Or, I w-, you know, this person must have more time well, you than know, me. You know? I, kind of, I kind of had something happen to me like this um, in one of my aerial classes. Uh-huh. And... Um, the person was like in her early 30s and she said i'm the oldest one in there guys okay so i'm mom 65 i'm 65 a few days now and um the other there's one other woman and she's 62 uh-huh. okay and we go to a lot of these classes and um the young woman said boy i wish i could find time to come to all these classes like you do but i have to work yeah and i thought Rude. You know, I don't know if she was rude or not. Yeah. Um, I I decided to take it that she wasn't, that she didn't realize. She, but I don't know if she realized how many years I had already worked and how many times I didn't go to class because I was taking care of a kid or I had to go to work or whatever it was. You know, I did, I did not get to go to the gym four or five times a week when I was her age. Well. I was carpooling people. And I think that... What did I do when I couldn't go to the gym, Mallory? You took dance with me. That's right. I think that you also face a lot of barriers getting to those classes now that that person doesn't know Well, I was going to say that person does not know that I suffer from a painful, painful chronic disease either. And it's a victory. Yeah. When you get there, you know. Yes. um, And it's part of what I consider my health plan. Right. Yes. Yes. So you just don't know what's going on. Yeah. You don't, you you can't, hey, judging people, well, judging people like that too will not make you happy. Also, this is coming from, well, can can we just admit here that we're not perfect and we can be judgy sometimes? Yeah. Okay. We try not to do it to people's faces. But that was happening. Okay, some people yeah, were well, like you trying to make other people. You know, well, you know what happens to me. I like feel bad. I, I'll judge people who I think are judging people. Now I don't know if that's right either. Everyone judges, right? But when someone does something, say on fa- on Facebook, well, or in the I fabric got, store, I got so mad at that person the other day was judging something and made a comment about a young girl's body and she couldn't wear this specific dress. I actually thought she looked amazing. Yeah, you know, and I'm like. That is absolutely an opinion, and what was, what was the point of doing that? Well, the person was deleted and blocked too. Yes. So just, but yeah, you you know, I'm not saying I'm not trying to be like the thought police here. Right. You're gonna have your own thoughts. You're gonna have these. I jump to reactions too and stuff. But there's a difference between thinking something to yourself and then like. Saying something out loud to where okay. it could hurt someone's There's feelings. a difference between having, you know, a nasty, mean thought, which yeah. I probably have a lot of. Me too. Then <laughs> trying to make someone feel bad. Yeah. What is your point of trying to make someone feel bad? You know, even when somebody tries to make, like with that, when that girl said that, I thought, I hope she isn't trying to make me feel bad. Because sure. I'm not going to correct her or make her feel bad. I'm just going to do my thing and enjoy this, and she's not going to screw it up. 
She's not going to screw my joy of coming here and having this. Well, and how nice of you to think, maybe this girl doesn't know how this comment could affect me. Right. Like, you're giving her the benefit of the doubt. And that actually, I guess I was being nice. Doesn't mean I wasn't mad at her. No. Yeah. And that might, though, be like good for you, too. And not to be like, oh my gosh, there's this person at my class and they're mean. And I, yeah. you know, like that's probably not productive. For I you actually, either. actually yeah. wound up liking her quite a bit. Yeah, sure. You know, but I was just like, I, and I don't know if she, you know, realized I, if that was nice or not. I do find that all this exposure to people like on the internet like this, it has really helped me to realize uh, something about like my biases and my judgments that I will have and realizing how unproductive right. they can be. Or maybe how baseless they are. Yes. Yeah. Baseless, unproductive. Mm-hmm. Why am I even thinking that? Right. Is, is kind of what goes through my mind sometimes. And I think it's it's really helped me. And I'm like, oh, maybe the internet can like do this instead of being like a terrible place <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, uh, okay. sometimes the internet makes it easier for you to hurt people, so right? So we'll bring up camper shaming. Okay. Let's do it. Uh, but, and this 40 is... minutes about shaming. Let's talk about That's campers. Right. So actually, what your dad says to me the other day is, he says, so you know that forum I'm on? I'm like, yeah. And we have a very small camper. I wanted, like, the smallest now, camper I could get. Now, aren't there campers that are smaller there than There are. Yours? But I wanted, a, I wanted a pretty small camper, okay? Yeah. And it's yeah. a it's a travel trailer. You know, I went, I, and, you know, they kept trying to sell me a bigger one. And I kept saying, no, I want a smaller one and all that. But anyway, so he's like, yeah, this one guy just keeps talking about the size of his recliner in his camper. Now, there is no way we could get a recliner in our camper, right? Yeah. And my husband thinks this is ridiculous to go out into the woods. Here comes a dog. Yeah. If anybody hears their feet, <laughs> she seems to be able to get through locks. Yes. Anyway, um, clever girl. So he says, he says, I just don't get it. You know, taking your recliner out into the well, wild. Why are you worried about how big your big screen TV and your recliner is to go out into the woods? Uh-huh. And I go. Yeah, well, I go, I don't think we can judge him. I said, because I'm pretty sure there's people that think we're stupid because we've had people yell from the banks of of rivers and lakes, well, you're pretty stupid to be paddling that board. You could have a motor on that. So, <laughs> yeah, there you, you know, go. <laughs> everybody, everybody has their own paradise. Yep. You yep. know, and, I, and he goes, you're right. He goes, he goes, I don't get it, and he doesn't get me, and I go, that's right. Well, but, and yeah. just to, in closing, I think there's a difference between, like, going, talking to your partner, like your wife. Right, about, right. Oh, That's man. the dog okay. <laughs> shaking her head. There's a difference between going and, like, complaining to your partner or something right. in private. Or, or, or versus him getting on the internet and saying to that guy, what are you, you so kind of idiot yeah. that you want to <laughs> sit, sit in your, watch your... He went. The guy wanted to watch like big screen sports in the woods in his camper in his recliner, and my husband just couldn't he didn't get it. No, it just didn't mean anything to him. Sure, you know? yeah. And and like you said, yeah, to each their own, right? And I don't want that guy judging me when he sees how many paddle boards I've got or how many paddles I buy. Right. I don't want him. You know, I'm not even worried about what he thinks about me. I'm just glad I have my paddles. There you go. So anyway, yeah, I'd really love to have a productive conversation about this because I think that what happens in the group is someone's, someone talks about a hobby shamer. Oh, maybe this is something we should cover. When someone says, my partner doesn't like it when I sew, it's not productive to be like, well, dump his ass. You well, know? I, I, I think the other thing is... <laughs> is what if they have, like, yes, but No, I think the other thing is... Well, that, no. And I mean, you can... I, and, and, you know, that you person know. saying that and that... It doesn't mean that that guy is a jerk. No, it yeah, doesn't. He could be, he but could, he doesn't yes. have to be. Yes. But the other thing I think you have to do is you have to own your hobby. Yeah. Okay? So if my husband says, well, I think it's dumb you make your own leggings, right? right? I have to go, wait a minute. I like making my own leggings. My own leggings fit. I know this is the best legging I can get for myself. You've got all these reasons. And you like I, your... Because yeah. he doesn't understand it. Who cares? Who cares? And I do want to point out. I mean, I mean, you have to hold your own and own your own hobby. I, I do think throughout this episode that we have tried to use like gender neutral uh, 
terms. And when Zini and I talk about like husbands, it's because we both we both have to have ones, you know. Yeah. Um, so that's what we're talking about. But yeah, partners. It's um, I don't. I wanna... still when somebody says partner, I still don't know if they mean a domestic partner or a business partner. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I get. I, I sometimes like go. Oh, I feel like there's some context clues there, right? But uh, I don't know. know. Anyway, so. Just so you know, we don't think that, like, men are inherent hobby shamers or something. We're just, you know. Oh, no. I could shame somebody real easy. I've, and I'm yeah, a, I'm, I happen to be a woman. <laughs> all, all people, anybody can. But just so you know, we uh, we we definitely appreciate all, all relationships. Well, we, and... get, we also have men that, in the group that, so, oh, yeah. that are married to women. And, of course, a lot of times they benefit from that. Well, we yeah. have had hobby shaming across the, like, uh, what do I want to say? Gender and sexuality spectrum. Right. All over. And so, across the different types of sewing. Yep. Yep. Are people saying, why, like, you know, why do you need that machine? No, I, but I just right. wanted to why say. You, but, but, you know, all those things. We know it's not just husbands who hobby shame in case it, in case it would sound like well, that since we have um, that talked about to our, be our relationships. Yeah, well, yeah. and like we, we also brought up that you can be shamed right in the fabric store. That's right. By someone who don't even know you. That's okay. right. All right. Well, you can find us on Instagram. Uh, we are at ZD Sewing Studio, and I'm at the Self Sewn Wardrobe. And then you can see Mom's Aerial Antics at ZD Donahue. Um, and yeah, Mom, take it away. Okay. So Jazz, the dog, and I both say so long and so happy. Thanks for listening to Sewing Out Loud. For even more expert sewing advice, visit sewhere.com. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com.